0: Hi, guys. This is, it's Victoria and Rich. I've got Rich here with me tonight um, from Dream Dogs for our webinar, uh, which is going to be starting in a few minutes. Yay! Uh, And it's going to be on service dogs. What are the qualifications? And Ruth here, Ruth says he would like to know what the qualifications are of being a service dog. Is it looking cute? Is it being registered and having a certification from someplace? Is it being wicked, wicked, cute, super duper cute. No, tell Rue it's not just being cute. Being up on your lap? No. Uh, We've actually got all four of our dogs are in here with us tonight. Um, They've all been service dogs at some point. Uh, Two of them have washed out. The Border Collies have washed out. Uh, Zoe, because of hip and back issues, and Rue, because he doesn't like to do it. So my black and whites are no longer service dogs. Um, They have had the training for it, but my Browns are currently um, in training and uh, Arrow works as my service dog, Uh, which is really nice uh, to be able to have that. So we wanted to talk tonight about qualifications uh, for having your dog be a service dog. And first and foremost, you have to have a disability. You're not gonna have a service dog unless you have a disability first. It can't just be a little disability. It has to be a big disability. It has to interfere with your life. Yay. Like, that's one of the perks of having a disability, though, is you have a service dog, right? How many people, those of you who have service dogs, people see you guys out and you're so lucky you get to bring your dog with you everywhere. And you're like, yeah, so lucky. Thanks. Um, So you need to have a disability. And... Your dog has to be trained to mitigate that disability. And what that means is your dog has to be trained to help you out in some way regarding that disability. Oh, there's Arrow. Arrow wants his turn at being loved and hugged. Hi, Budsy. Have a kisses? Are you give me kisses on Facebook. Uh, your, your dog has to help you out. So, for example, if I'm diabetic and Arrow's a diabetic alert dog, bonus. If I'm not diabetic, and is a diabetic alert dog, he's not my service dog. Even if he has the training to be a diabetic alert dog, if I can't benefit from that, he cannot be my service dog. Now, say he knows other tasks, lap dog, right? That's what he thinks he is. Um, say he knows other tasks, and diabetic alert is just one of them that he knows, that's not a problem as long as he has tasks trained to mitigate that. So we do a bunch of stuff with Arrow because he, you know, he's been my service dog for quite a few years. He just turned six. He's wicked smart, and he likes to learn new stuff. Hi, Claire. I'm glad you're with us. I hope you're, uh, you're doing good tonight. Uh, and Michelle and Terry, yay. Uh, so he knows a lot of stuff, including stuff that I personally don't need my service dog to do, but he knows them. So he knows, you know, block and cover. I don't use block and cover, but he knows them. No, I'm not going to tell people if they ask what's his task. I'm not going to say his task is block and cover, Um, but he knows them. So um, your dog, the the task has to benefit you. Uh, And here's one where if your tasks, if your dog's task is nightmare interruption, right? Can you take your dog out with you if that's your main task? Not really, because you're not going to fall asleep out at the grocery store. But when you travel, you might fall asleep someplace. Say you're traveling and you're going to spend some time. So we like to do... Hi, Teresa made it. Yay, Nicole. Hi, guys. Leonard, hi. Um, Yay, Teresa. I'm glad that you did make it today. And I did message you, Teresa. um, I have a question for you on Facebook Messenger. Uh, So your dog... Now we know that... Your dog needs to be trained, you need to have a disability, but what's all involved with that training? So there's three main aspects of service dog training. There's the obedience training, where your dog listens to you and he walks with you at your side and he sits whenever you tell him to sit and he doesn't pull ahead and he doesn't jump up on people. There's that part of it. There's also the public access training, which this is actually one of Rich's favorite things to work on is the public access training because it means that we have an excuse to go out to eat. (laughs) So that's always his favorite to do. Um, But the dog has to learn how to behave out in public. You can't take a dog out there who's being a jerkwad out in public. He has to be trained on what it is he has to do. You know, that at a table, you know, we want you to tuck underneath or curl up into a ball. You know, with the movie theater, you don't get to eat the popcorn that's on the floor. That's that's gypsy? gypsy playing with a toy rolling in her back. That's what you're hearing, guys. <laughs> I like public okay. access training. Nicole, I love public access training. It is so much fun. Um, and, and, yeah, what's your favorite part of it? Where Where's your favorite places to go? So we like to start with dog-friendly yeah, definitely places. Definitely the, restaurant yeah. okay. anyway. the restaurants, though. You know what my favorite? I'm going to let you guys vote on this, right? Or type in. What do you think my favorite place to take the dog's public access training-wise then, is? Type it in there. We'll see if anyone gets it. You know what it is, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody <laughs> knows what it is. Right? Uh, and then the third thing that they need, so they need the obedience, they need the public access, and they also need the task training. And that's what we had talked about earlier, too, where the dog has, Disney, you got it, Claire. i got it on the first time. <laughs> that's where I started Outdoor Area at a Pet Friendly Restaurant. Exactly, Maddie. And you know what? Luckily, here in Florida, Disney, right, Samantha? Y'all know it. Um, and we have an excuse to go to Disney next week really, okay. because <laughs> we have something coming in on Sunday, the library, right? Nicole, <laughs> um, we have, so, you know, they need to have the, the basics. So Florida outdoor dog friendly dining, you know, it's good. Now some areas it's not good. Disney, right? Disneyland was super fun. Michelle, I've only been to Disneyland once, but we're only 45 minutes from Disney world. So, you know, that works out good for us. Um, but Disney's just the best place. And on Sunday, we're getting a new addition to the family, uh, and, uh, we're getting a standard poodle and she's three months old. Well, she'll be three months old in a few days. Uh, so we get to start bringing her out and I plan on doing a lot of videos. I did a lot of videos with Gypsy, um, but we're going to do a lot more videos with new girl who doesn't have a name yet and, uh, show you guys what we do. whenever if we get the dogs in at three months old for training um and what happens with the trainer whenever you have a dog that you want to train up to be a service dog uh nicole says i like it when the dogs get to the point of a train trip at a museum in chicago you know nicole we used to live up outside of milwaukee and rich thought the center of the universe was uh chicago and he loved to go there to the museums and stuff and i kind of miss because we've done that a few times when we lived up there you know if we get up to that area up to visit your parents i would love to go down to chicago and do well, the museum so luke of uh, financial history. It's- a nice big place. It it's is. Really it's so cool. Thing. Last time they had this big remember the big Egyptian thing? But that was like twenty yeah, years ago. That was twenty years ago. It's that they've been <laughs> stuff. Um Maddie says they have a Dolly Wood, Nicole says she loves her poodle. And Terry says you see sn- that was fast. Uh, what color? And I didn't realize there was more than one. Oh, yeah. So um, Disneyland is in California. And then Disney World has Epcot. So it has that big um, globe. And that's in Florida. Disney World with the globe for Epcot because a globe and a world or the sphere. Um, But, yeah. yeah, No, no. And it's fine because there's um, there's other ones. What, Shanghai has one. um, Paris has one. I think there's a couple other ones. My goal is eventually to do them all. Uh, So the poodle is she is a standard and she is red. Well, apricot. Apricot or red. She's red. Um, I have to, to check on that. It, I think do it's they red. Call it apricot? I think it's red, but she's kind of a lighter okay, color. They just call red. All right. Um great. I have just a little video, but it has the granddaughter in it, so I don't wanna put the video up. But um I can send it over to you Nicole. She's um very jumpy and happy and happy go lucky. And her parents, her dad was like super tall. So that's one of the things, guys. I wanted to talk to you tonight about too, is um gypsy is twenty and a half inches. Rio's apricot. Okay. What breeder, I will send you the info, Terry. Um, She is down about two hours south of us, but she has to drive up to Tallahassee. So she's going to drop off. um, No name girl. They're calling her Rose. Um, They're going to drop her off on Sunday. So we get to meet her in person on Sunday. Um, But yeah, it was fast. Um, I had been looking for a while. I had a few inquiries out and um talked with a few different breeders some of them never got back to me and that really surprised me because I told all of them that I'm a pro trainer and that I would like to know more information because I always have people who are looking for dogs and um and this one you know like it just it all worked out beautifully uh and we just went with it so uh I'm super stoked uh we've never owned a poodle did you guys have a poodle growing up no Nope. Um, they had frufru dogs growing up. We had wait, uh, uh, a peek-a-poo. a poodle, a poo You had the Afghan too. An Afghan is that a poodle? That's no. not a poodle. No, so it's a fur dog. It's an actual. No, it's a tall. Yeah, well this one's gonna be yeah. tall too. Yeah. So um so gypsy's only twenty and a half inches tall. And she's ten months old, so she might grow a little bit more, but Era's twenty four and I need more height for mobility work. You know, I'm over six foot tall and I'm not a little person, so I can't use gypsy for mobility. Now she is great for medical alert she is a fantastic service dog in training. You know, she's really good at picking up things that I drop. Um, she's good at bringing me things. So if I ask her to go get me my medical bag, you know, she's working on that, on getting that. Well, um, she is great with what I need except for the mobility part of it. I, and I know you can't you do mobility until their joints have closed up and they're 18 months to two years old. Um, but it's not going to happen with her. So we talked about it long and hard and, um, like I said, Gypsy is fantastic. She's the, the cornerstone. She's the start of our breeding program. But the poodle's going to be a good addition to the breeding program as well because my top three breeds for service dog work are Goldens, Labs, and Poodles. So we're going to have that and uh, work on having the larger Poodles for the mobility or for people who want a larger dog. Um, Ashna. Is that how you say that? Ashna maybe a name. That might work. Uh, we have a list. Since we have Gypsy Rose, we're kind of going with strong women from history, as I like to call it, or history's whores. Um, so we have a couple. Um, I'm kind of thinking... pop culture. Pop culture. Women, you know, oh well. Um, but I'm kind of thinking... I have something. I have Lola in mind, because she was a showgirl, and then we could put yellow feathers in her hair. But um, we're going to see. And here, it took me two weeks to name my puppy when I got him. I love my breeder. He's my first poodle. Going to learn grooming. Oh, yeah. So... There's a grooming channel I love on YouTube called My Favorite Groomer. And if you haven't found it yet, find it. Because, you know, I clip Zoe. I keep her short, and I just did Gypsy because of the hot spots. And uh, she gave me some nice tips. Is that the one that did the face and everything? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we have a couple groomers close to us. I'm she's one good of them, she's fast. She's good and fast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Ashna. Oh, I like that better. Ashna. Ashna. I'm going to write that down. I'm going write down right now. So um, so yeah, there there's one called the pink poodle that's pretty close. And then um, ooh, Muddy Creek. I'm writing that down too, Terry. And then I have a friend who is a groomer, um, and she actually helped us with Arrows Nails um long time ago. And uh then I have another friend who We're going to use her in the future um, as Gypsy's baby daddy. And she used to groom and she used to groom poodles. So she said she'd show me as well. So if you need any grooming tips, message me. I'll do my best to help as well. I went through private grooming school and used to groom professionally and just retired due to disability. Maddie, that is fantastic, girl. I wish you were not up in Tennessee. Maddie Davis grooming. Good. Because it's a little bit daunting now. She is not getting any special show cuts. I've been looking up some cuts that I kind of like and I have them written down. Well, pictured of them. Um... So we're, we're going to do that. Now, what does she need? She needs to start with the basics, right? And then she's going to start doing public stuff. So gypsy started public stuff that very first day. I wish I wasn't sometimes either. Right. Um, she started that very first day we had her in the airport. We flew her back. She was in the Orlando and the Atlanta airport. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and then uh, the next day we took her to tractor supply that first week we did, um, gypsy and or, uh, we did um, tractor supply and the dentist and Sam's club and we went out to McAllister's, remember how I said And we did Disney when she turned nine weeks old. So that means we need to get Little Puppy to Disney pretty and quickly. And she's been to a movie. Did you say a movie? A gypsy. I'm saying her first week with us. That was all her oh, first her week. Oh, her first week. Okay. Um, Samantha says, I was thinking of getting a poodle, but got a German Shepherd, and I love him so much. That's awesome, Samantha. So we were thinking German Shepherd, and there's a few reasons why we didn't go with a German Shepherd. <coughs> Is um, one, I still wanted a little more height. Um, two... We had a German Shepherd and she shed all over the place and there was fur everywhere um, all the time. So we kind of wanted to try a poodle and see even though we're going to have to groom her, um, you know, we're going to keep her pretty short. I'm not doing any weird poofy things. Um, and it took a while to talk him into it because he's like, I don't really want a fur for a dog, but I'm like, they're not, they're retrievers. And I like them for service dog work. And since I say labs, goldens and poodles, we figured, you know, getting a poodle would be, super fun. And if she doesn't mesh with our lifestyle, we'll train her up and sell her up as a service dog. But she'll mesh with our lifestyle. I have no doubt. Um, the poodles that we've had in the doodles that we've had in have been super fun. Um, except for the couple who have come in for aggression issues, in which case we rehab them. But uh, I have a German shepherd. But yeah, the shedding is awful. He's an amazing worker, though. That's awesome, Kristen. Yeah, the German shedders, right? <laughs> That's what I always told people. And I love Aris coat. He's got that smooth coat. Standard Poodles are athletic. Yeah, yeah. I ended up doing a short clip all over, Terry says. Yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of, so you'll get to like be part of our journey with little no-name puppy um, as as we get her. Um, she's super puffy right now. Um, and they have a little sanitary cut on her little hiney. Um, you can see in the pictures, but um, but she is super wicked cute. And I'm super excited to get her in. And I'm like, I don't want to wait until Sunday. But she's going to the vet today. And uh, we are busy all week, that we can't get down there. Yes, lots of fur shedding. One thing for me is a touching issue. So German Shepherd is less approachable looking. Oh, you've got it. Now you would think so. And that's, here's Arrow again, right? The Malinois. People would go around him to go pet the pit bulls that we would have out. It's so funny. But yeah, a lot of them are. are I think I figured out what I'm really doing here. I'm taking care of all the animals that want to be on TV. They like to be on TV. They want to be famous. They want to be famous. Terry says, I'll send pics. That's perfect, please. Yes. Any advice, guys? Because my grooming is okay here. Those two, um, Gypsy and Zoe, I groom them. Yeah. She doesn't like guards. That's where her grooming is. I use guards on gypsy. No, I uh, use guards on gypsy and she did really good. good. That's what they're bred for is bird hunting. Yeah, that's people either think my mouth is cuter. They walk the other way. (laughs) Mouths are so much fun and I love Arrow, but he is so much a dog. And when we're out and people see him, you know, they're like, oh, I want a calm dog like him. He's not a calm dog. He's crazy. Um, but he's common in public. He is. He is an excellent service dog for me out in public. But we wanted, uh, you know, we want to do a breeding program. We kind of know that's where we're heading, um, doing training breeding. I'd like to start up a nonprofit. So make sure you get a dog blow jar and make a big, big difference in their coat. I'm just using one. I Actually, we got one a few years ago. Um, we have a grooming table. We have a blower. We have clippers. They're they're maroon. I don't remember what brand they are. But it's a good brand. I asked my groomer friend, and she told me which ones to get. Um, and we just got the guards. So are you leaving, buddy? Yeah. Um, so yeah. So like, I'm like, we're halfway there already. We just don't have the skills. We have the tools, but not the skills. And then I think we're going to need to get a smaller set of clippers too. um, So we can do the detail work because we're keeping a shaved face. Uh, perfect. Yes. I'm super stoked. Um, So anyway, back to the service dog stuff. Um, Certification. So do you think I should get her registered with one of these online registries whenever we get her because she's going to be a service dog? I thought the same of the Rottweiler, but I have more people coming up to talk to you. <laughs> I Go figure. Good clippers, multiple blades. Oh, multiple blades. We need that because we only have the one. And metal combs. I have plastic combs. I keep Rio short. I shave his face, feet, and base tail. I need to get a blower so he's curly after I bathe him. Nice. Okay. See, it's going to become more of a poodle talk. Okay. Yay, my people. Poodle talk. Poodle talk. Yeah. Me... All right. Um, so we. Do you think I should get a registered, guys? Because, you know, there are those ones where you pay $60 and she's registered. Okay, here's the puppy. Yeah, that's a red. So that's puppy. Um, little Miss Girl. It's a pretty one. It has Dream Dog Blue in the picture, so I kind of had to get her. And then here's the video they sent. Okay. So see how happy she is? And she's people focused. So that's what I wanted is people focused, happy, um, you know, excited. I mean, I I can fix that jumping up in a few minutes. uh, But I can't fix if she wanted to wander off and just get into things. If she wanted to just dig, I can't fix that. But that's not what I want in a service dog. This is what I want in a service dog puppy. So when you guys are looking, that's what we want. And look how big she is. Like, I love this. She's less than three months old at this point right? She's so cute. So that's, that's our girl. And yeah, she is registered. Uh, we got full registration. Um, AKC. We're doing full AKC registration. I'm um, here, never had a problem with shedding my mouth. Um, I've had her over 10 years. Arrow's coat is the best coat. I love Arrow's coat. Um, so Teresa says, it's not funny about the certification. Bad Vicky, bad girl. Claire says, cute, get her registered, beautiful color. And color can change a bit as they age. So when I met registered, I didn't mean AKC. I met those service dog scammy websites, as if you would. Thanks, right? So that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about today, too, is there's a lot of them. You've seen them, haven't you? Yeah. We've heard people say, like, well, he's a service dog. Like, I have him registered as a service dog. And I'm like, where did you register? Um, oh, maybe Reba. I like Reba too. That my, I'm, I'm writing that down on my list. Reba has a dog name? Yeah, like McIntyre. I know. That's what I was thinking too. Right? Um, In my um, we have a Zoe and a Rue and an Arrow and a Gypsy. So I was looking at something, but it was a Z name, and I'm like, I I can't do two Z names. Um, but I don't have an R except for Rue. Reba and Rue. Reba yeah. and Roo. But um But so anyway, um the scammy websites don't do them, guys. Now there is only one place that I like, and that is we have a patch that's heart shaped on one of his best that says service dog registries are scams. That's awesome. Pandora. Oh, I like that one too. And I can call it pan too. You guys keep them coming. Pandora. Um, and you made it. Oh, that's not. Yes, Bonnie. Yes, I'm glad that you made it. Um, so I was just saying we're getting a poodle and asking about the service dog registries, right? You guys saw a bad service dog audit at Lowe's today right? It happens. And so sometimes they're having bad days and sometimes they just want to have a way to get around the system. So there's only one that I recommend and it is IAADP, which is the International Association of Assistance Dog Partners, IAADP, okay? International Association of Assistance Dog Partners. I've been a member of them for years Uh, and they have some nice benefits. Um, You get um, check out, check out their website iaadp.org, um, and whenever you join, they send you a membership card. So that is the only membership card that we use, um, that we recommend, uh, because you need to pass the public access test. You need to show the tasks, and that is what we want. Iaadp, you got it, Claire. That's it. org. Um, but that is a fantastic organization, and if you guys know, I don't know if maybe you guys don't know this or not. People think she's a golden doodle. They ask that about Rio all the time. Everyone thought Gypsy was a golden doodle. Every single person. Is that a doodle or a lab? She's not a doodle or a lab. Stop it. But that's what people assume. They're weird. Um, But yeah, thanks, Nicole. <laughs> um, so we um, we like IAADP. Where do you take the public access test with them? Usually wherever. <laughs> Isn't that good? So we've done them at the mall. We've done them at grocery stores. We've done one at Disney. Um, Disney was great because everything was right there, (laughs) and because we had gone out with the dog before, we knew he was good around food, um, you know, and that he talks under and everything, so, so, um, but Publix, we found, is, like, a great place to do them. That's our grocery store here. Um, There's a lot of those around. Yeah, yeah, and so we do that. We do a go out to eat with them, and we, we sign off. We do the CGCs. So, what we look for is the Canine Good Citizen test. The Canine Good Citizen, there's two advanced ones, like a community canine and an urban. So the three CGCs, if they're a puppy, we like the four. If you include the star puppy, um, we like the public access test. Um, <clears throat> what we did is IAADP has basically the same one as ADI uses. And we took that and we made some changes to it and have our form. So if you guys want a copy of our form, you have to message me and let me know. And that's your goodie for this week is a copy of our public access test. Um, I might have to do just like one tweak to it. We me just put our name on it and then I'll send it to you. Um, who gives the test? That's a great question, Nicole. So when I talked to IAADP, IAADP, they said um, a CGC evaluator or a certified dog trainer. And since we're both, we did them. So we do them um, whenever we do gypsies because I have not done gypsies yet. She just came out of heat after three weeks of being in heat. It's been super fun. So um, I want to get hers on video when we do hers um, you know, have Rich do hers and then put it on video and put it up. Um, how do you keep track of their training, written logs, video, or both? Maddie, that is a fantastic question. So what I tell people to do versus what I do are a little bit different. I tell people to document everything. Michelle says count me in. Um, you have to message me though, cause I won't remember. Um, so you can message dream dogs if you want to like the, um, ask me a question or send me a message type of thing, or you can email me and I'll get them. I'll get them out to you. Um, hopefully tonight. Um, I want the test, it's a good test, it really is, Samantha, so yeah, just let me know, just message me down, not here, you got to send it directly to me, because I'm not going to go back through here and find people, so that's how a <laughs> little extra thing there, um, I tell people to keep written longs, I actually, here's your second bonus of the night, are you ready, ask me for the log sheet, and I will send you the log sheet, oh, you posted four poodle cut pics to this group, thank you, Terry, um, <coughs> Log sheets. I have log sheets. I have them in our Service Dog Training Information Every Handler Should Know book that Teresa and I wrote together. I have them in the back so you can fill in your log there. Um, I also have them as a PDF sheet so people can print it up and put it in their training binder. What's a training binder? Watch our uh, podcast and you're going to find out what a training binder is. Um, Bonnie says she always makes up a Facebook page for her prospects and service dogs and training to post all my training logs. That's awesome. I tell people to do it. I don't do it personally. I take so many pictures and so many videos. Like Gypsy has her own Instagram account with, let me see how many pictures we have on here. Um, And that's, I'm debating on if new puppy is going to have her own Instagram or if I'm just going to put everything on the dream dogs. Um, She has over 635 posts on Gypsy service dog, Gypsy Rose service dog on Instagram. And uh, it's a lot to keep up with, with everything for us. So what I do is this. I take index cards and I write down on it what I need to train the dog. So I write down sit, down, place, stay. I don't teach a separate stay usually, but for service dogs, I kind of do. Touch, tug, everything I'm going to need, I brainstorm and I write it all down on these index cards really big. So these are as big as my index cards are. So I write them really big on here and I tape them up on the wall. If you have a cork board, you can do a cork board. Put them up on the wall. And then as they're learning it, I put them in a separate section. And then as they've got it, I put it in a third section. So then I know what I have to teach, what they've got and what we're working on. Okay, so that's how I do it. And as they're doing it and they've got it, it just, it moves across the wall. And that's how I keep myself organized. Um, With the board and train dogs, what we do is I have a sheet. Um, It's our normal sheet for training. And we just go through and write down the dates when we get them in. So I know what we have to work on during this time. Sometimes we're on track, sometimes we're ahead, sometimes, you know, we need to work longer on some other stuff so they don't get to where we need at that time, but we get them there because we give like three days per, per like task grouping. Um, But for service dogs, you want at least six months of training and at least 120 hours of training. So you do want to make sure that you have that, you have that documented in some way. Um, A lot of times when the dogs come to us for uh, the boot camp part of the training, it's five weeks of training. I don't know how many hours. I don't keep track of everything and write it all down um, for what we work on because so much of it is here and there, right? You know, like we take them outside to the podium and then we work them for a few minutes. We bring them back in. So it's been 20 minutes or a half hour, and we just worked on, you know, thresholds, manners, place, sit down, walk with me nicely. You know, I'm, we're not going to write all that down. It's just it's not going to happen with me. Um, but, yeah, I love the Facebook page idea for your prospects, Bonnie. I think that's fantastic. Um, you got a page for yours too, Michelle. I've heard it can help if you have a legal issue because it's all time stamped. that's a good one. Um, Claire says she uses Post-it notes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be a smarter idea than using index cards. But usually I write big, so. Hey, stop flying, guys. Be good. We're on our video. Uh, so that's what we work on uh, and how we keep track. And so I'll do that with task stuffs too. <coughs> How far do you need to plan for a five-month train time? What do you mean, Claire? Uh, Mine has a private service dog group just for his training, and then he has Instagram as well, Maddie. That's awesome. Um, So for six months, um, 120 hours now, Gypsy's 10 months old. She has eight months of training in. She's not a full service dog because she's a 10-month-old puppy. So I get a year we'll evaluate her, make sure she's still on track for everything. And, yeah, I'll have then three service dogs well, the girls won't be able to do mobility. Well, new puppy won't be able to do mobility until she's a year and a half or two years old. So I'll need Arrow whenever I have mobility stuff that I need. Um, For the the girls then, or for Arrow, it'll be whoever I need and I'll just rotate through on who I need. You know, we're pretty active and we need to keep up with that. So when Gypsy's in heat, I'm not working her because she just wants to sleep and pee all day. Uh, Whenever Arrow hurts himself... I can't work him when the new puppy. She's going to be a female as well. When she's going to be in heat, I'm not going to be able to work her. So I'm going to need all three of them because I don't want to be without a service dog. It's really hard. I'm wondering if I can send my male lab pup when my other female lab goes into heat in the fall. Exactly, Claire. So yeah, yeah. For us, um, we book out uh, you know ahead of time. I have people who tell me you know I want to do it in November. I want to do it in December. So we'll pencil you in there. Um, and then we can tweak it. Now the only time that we can't do it this year is during IACP conference. Cause we plan on going to IACP and depending on which dog to bring Gypsy's coming. I don't know if we're going to bring poodle or not and bring both of them. Since it's me, Rich and Luke, you know, I don't know. Um, I'd like to be able to swap off, you know, and bring one and then come up and swap out since we're close. And it's really a long day for them. So it'd be nice if I could bring them do like one in the morning and one in the afternoon. Um, you know, just leave the other one crated in the room with a frozen Kong. I don't know if we're going to do that or not. ICP is in September. Yep. It is like a Sunday through Wednesday this year, but yeah, it's in September. So we're good before and we're good after. Um, But we find like Elvis is here right now. I love Elvis. He's this little chocolate lab pup who's six months old and almost seven and we've known him since he was a little puppy, and he was a screamer. Like, you'd put a collar on him, and he'd scream. You try to walk him on stairs, and he'd scream. You try to walk him on hardwood, and he'd scream. You put him on over and he'd scream. Like, Elvis screamed over everything. And he has been so good this last, what, two, almost two and a half weeks we've had him. Uh, new speaker announced for IACP. I wish was someone with dog training experience. Um, and Claire says, so no problem there. So, um, Terry, he, um, it's Drew and Stella, and they spoke. Last year, um, at conference, he's a comedian um, and he does service dog humor as well, which is nice. So um, his presentation last year was really enjoyable. So I'm glad that they have him um, coming. I actually just asked him if he wanted to be on my podcast. So I'm hoping that he says yes, or that he sees it. And I'm bringing my stuff just in case I can ambush him. <laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, dog training is always good. You know. I'm looking forward to seeing Ivan. I've never met Ivan. Um, We've messaged a little bit, um, but I'm really looking forward to seeing him this year. And um, I heard Bart Ballone's gonna be in the area and he might be getting a booth and that would be super awesome too. I think we're actually gonna have a booth this year um, between the oils and the holistic approach and the service dog and the service dog online program and everything, you know, Um, and because three of us are going, it's me, Rich and Luke, uh, you know, it's probably cheaper to get a booth. (laughs) but we need to sit and figure it out because we haven't committed yet because I don't know if Luke wants to go. I know he wants to go now. I don't know if I want to go when it comes time. Um, and we need somebody last year. We had a friend stay at the ranch and she can't stay there. I don't think she can stay at the ranch this year. Um, she's having some health issues. So, um, so service dog qualifications guys used to have to be spayed and neutered for I I don't think so. Arrow's not neutered. Um, I don't, I don't think so. But Bonnie, let me know about that. I never even thought of that because I don't neuter until I need to. Uh, wow, I'd love to go one day. Are you speaking this year? I am not this year, Claire. Um, I did last year. I had the white paper and talked about holistic dog training, and it was super fun. And then we had our booth there, so we got to talk to a bunch of people. And because we had the booth there and I talked to a bunch of people, I missed some of the speakers. But um, Rich got to go to them and, and enjoyed them. So, uh, you know, I liked having the home base for us, Um, you know, the table there. And then we were actually sat um, right beside the guys from Learburg, um, Ed and Jeff. So we talked with them and that was super fun. Um, And, you know, some of the other stuff that, you know, like it happens. So I need to look and see who's going to be there. Because what we usually do is we print out, you know, in a circle who we're going to go see on what time slots and then uh, sometimes you don't get to see everybody. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't though. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's super fun. I really enjoy it. We've gone, let's see, we did DC, St. Louis, California, St. Louis, and so this will be year number five. Um, Bonnie says years ago they had to be spayed and neutered, but I know things have changed, especially with all the research with the health benefits and whatnot. Yeah, Lear needs to have you on. Claire, tell them that, I would love that. <laughs> It didn't mean a lot coming from multiple people, not just me saying, hey, guys. Um, I actually, when I was talking to Ed, while we were there, I said, Ed, that picture that you guys put up saying Chrome collar should go here, or not here. I said I get so many people, and it drives me insane. And he laughed. And I said we need to do one with, you know, with error, with the doubt, with the collar as low as we can, with him saying like this. So whenever people say that, I can send a picture and him saying it's okay. Because I'm like, you know, everyone knows he's not the uh, the prong collar expert, God. But uh, but I said, you know, I don't always keep it up high and engaged all the time because I want the dogs to have it off. You know, now the Newfoundland we have in, it's up high because he pulls. So walks, it's up higher, but it always slips down. Um, anyway, uh, what else, what else guys? I like this. This is fun. I kind of have what I'm talking about. We come back to it and then we rotate off onto tangents. So, um, and I'm going to write that down too, Bonnie, so I can look it up. IWADP spay, neuter. I have to have my notes. My prong goes low on my German shepherd. Yeah. Um, Tracy, yeah, I asked him last year about it and he's just like, you know, like, yeah, we all know it doesn't have to be high and tight. No, we don't want it bling you know, like hanging down like this. We want it, you know, up there, but it doesn't have to be, you know, like that versus that. And you're going know, deal with a smooth coat, like arrow, it slips down all the time anyway, unless it's really tight. And I don't want it really tight. In the beginning, I might, <laughs> but I don't want it tight. So yeah, yeah, it was nice. It was nice to, to talk with them and their booth was very popular. So it was nice to have my booth beside them. <laughs> so Midway is okay on the prong. If it works for you, Maddie, it works, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, it, it, it would be fine now. Like I said, we don't want blame. So what I tell people is, you know, that training triangle, that chain on a prong collar, if you have a nice base on your, so this is the chain, right? So here's the rest of the collar underneath it. And this is the chain part. Um, if it's just the spacer like this, it's too loose. You want the spacer and then some chain. So you want there to be a nice base on your training triangle and you're good to go. So if it's up here, you know, I don't want to actively engaged all the time. I want to be able to give the active release. And so my dog doesn't know that they're on a collar. If it's in the middle of the neck. Okay. If it's low, you know, um, you, you can see some of our pictures. Go back, check out our Instagram pics, especially on dream dogs, D R E A M D O G Z. All one word that account. Cause I get questions all the time about prong collar placage. And I'm like, it's fine guys. It works. Um, I say low, it's probably more in the middle, right? I figured Samantha, um, but yeah, midway. So like I said, the, the, the Newfoundland we have in, he's 150 pounds. He is a Mack truck. So I have it high and tight on him when I walk him because it gives me the most control. But when we're working him in the house with different things, it doesn't have to be high and tight on him. So medium high, not super tight. Exactly. Claire. That's perfect girl. Uh, and we do use everything I use. I don't know what I'm going to use with Poodle Puppy. We'll see what she takes too. I have gentle leaders here. I have prong collars. I have slip leads um, you know, we have e-collars, I have everything here, so we, we can work with what the dog individually needs, um, I love it whenever they come in without having been exposed to the tools, so then I can introduce them the right way, and then I can use the tools, um, one of my pet peeves is whenever people see me work a dog on a prong collar, they go out and buy a prong collar, and then they ruin it, and I can't use that with the dog, and I have to find something else to use with the dog, um, I saw your video on the new feed, I love how big he is, gorgeous dog, right, Samantha, he really, he's, Huge and he's gorgeous and um but but he is huge. <laughs> so he um and how big he is? He I measured, I think he's like 31 inches at the Withers. So I'm like, oh my, like that is such a nice size, but he is just so big. You know, I I can't see me having a new fee as a service dog, even though I like how big he is. Um no registry, no best requirements. Um, No, he is not in for service dog training, Uh, Nicole. That is a great question. So he is in for pet training, and so is Apollo, the uh, Malinois. He is in for pet dog training. Um, The other two that we have in right now, Albus, the Lab, and the Boston Terrier, who's deaf, they're both in for service dog training. Uh, And that brings me to the deafy question. So I had some people tell me that I was unethical for training up a deaf dog as a service dog. I love the big, but not the fur, right, Michelle? I know how that goes. Luckily they shaved them before they brought them to me. So I don't have to deal with, you know, puff balls all over the house. (laughs) Um, Can dogs with disabilities be service dogs? Reasonable age for a child with a disability, mobility problems, but can walk to have a service dog. Is it recommended to have a male neutered? Uh, To have if a male neutered. Um, Stephanie, so how old's the kid? Um, a lot of it depends, mobility, but can, <clears throat> but can walk. So if we're working with kids, it's always a three-person team. It's the dog, the kid, and a parent. Uh, I don't recommend sending the dog to school with the kid because the kid has to focus on school and learning, and it's a big distraction, usually until they get to college. Um, high school, possibly, but high school kids could be mean, too. So it depends a lot on what it is that you want the dog to do. For a Doberman, I would definitely neuter them just because they can be a little bit snarky at times. I mean, they could be great toddlers, three years old. I would neuter. I would actually probably go with the Lab or a Golden just because they're Labs and Goldens. Like, you can fall on top of them and they're going to give you kisses for it. Um, But Stephanie, if you want to message me and tell me task-wise what you're thinking, um, sometimes it's a companion for that age. Um, Part of it, too, when we were learning about the diabetic alert stuff, you need to learn how to live with the disability before you get a service dog for it. And that sounds really weird, but, um, for, for diabetics they have to be diagnosed and have it controlled and be doing well with it for a year before we will do a service dog for them because they have to learn how to live with it before we give them the service dog that can help them with that. Because what if service dog gets sick or the service dogs at the vet's office for a day or two or gets injured? Like they have to know how to live with it as well but we also deal with some autistic kids. And you know, having that service dog is a really big help. So I hate to say, you know, you can't have a service dog, but um, we try to, um, do you train for autism? We have a friend who's looking, Clear, it depends, um, a lot of times um, what we do, you know, yeah, yeah, we, we help out a lot with, the, um, with autism. We like the psych, I like the PTSD stuff. I like the mobility, those are my favorites. I'll do the medical alert. Um, I'll do the diabetic alert. Um, we actually do a lot with um, vasovagal syncope um, in POTS, which is like getting to be like the hot thing that everyone's getting. Um, so we'll do a lot with them as well. And we're like the only trainers that I know of who train dogs for POTS. Um, there's some things I don't do. I don't do hearing dogs. I don't do guide dogs. <laughs> I don't. Um, Now, I have a client who was asking me about hearing dogs, and that's what I told him, I said, I've not done one, I'm happy to, like, I know how to do it, I just, I haven't, because I'm usually busy with the other stuff, but if he wants to work with us with it, you know, like, we could do that, add another one to our list. Um, Kristen agrees. Cool. Okay. So, um, qualifications, you have to have the disability guys. Disability, a life-changing, basically, disability. Um, you can't say, I am disabled because I'm pregnant. Give me a service dog. That's not going to happen. Um, your dog has to be trained in obedience and public access and tasks. Um, so what we do is service dog skills and service dog tasks and public access. So we added in that service dog skills. That includes things like touch and tuck, um, under, um, tug. It's a lot of T's and F's. Uh, and then certifications, we like the dogs to have their CGCs, their public access tests, no registry. Registries are scams. Don't do registries unless it's the IAADP, which is a registry. Oh, I know what I was going to tell you about that. So April, I think it was April or May, one of those months, they had the um, the eye tests for the dogs. And if you own or train, you weren't eligible. It was only program dogs who were eligible, okay? But- if you were a member of IAADP IAADP you were eligible okay so that's why I tell people join up the IAADP um, surf yep yeah, that's it yeah so you needed to have either a program dog with an ID card and a vest and everything or you needed to have IAADP and we were looking into doing, you know, our own um, patches and our own vests and our own ID cards. But here's the thing, ADP is pretty cheap. It's like 30 bucks a year, 20 bucks if you do multiple years at a time, I think. It's really cheap for that. And what you get for it is super. Like you get, um, what, Dasiquin, um, Walactin, K9 Advantix. Like you get a bunch of stuff that I can't provide, you get like a real nice discount on mutlucks, I actually have to order some mutlucks, um, for gypsy, because I want to try them, because we always go with roughware, but the mutlucks, they have like, it's a really cute color, and I want to try a different type, and just see, so they have a really nice discount for that, it's half price and half price shipping, like you can't go wrong, um, so we're going to do, those and that's because of IAADP. So for me, it's worth it. Plus, you get the ID card. Um, Samantha says, My service dog is four years old. Can I still teach him new tasks? Oh girl, yes. So Arrow's six, and I'm still teaching him new stuff. And this is another reason too why we don't currently do come get a fully trained service dog from me because they're always learning, always learning. So we have um, it's and it's always upkeep. So Arrow is like immaculate out in public, like he is amazing. If I gave him to you and you tried to work him through Disney, he's probably going to be a bit of a jerk to you because he knows he can get away with it. Um, so, yeah, Samantha, you can totally teach new tasks at four years old. Um, Kristen says, I'm the eye exams, but those clin- some clinics would accept you if you just told me your service dog in their tasks. Maddie says, Spider Man <laughs> is going to be seven in August and I'm always training new stuff. <laughs> Stop it, you two. Why now? <coughs> So man, this is sweet. So excited. Good. Um, Roughwear used to do 50% off for service dogs, but chain recently. Not sure what it is now. Ah, that they just sent me my renewal thing. Um, if it's not 50% off, I wonder what it is, because I like Roughwear. Like I said, I'll do the booties for Roughwear. Uh, what else do I have? The swamp cooler. I have the raincoats um, for Arrow. You know, so the swamp cooler is like the gray one. Of course, it's the only one they have, I think, And the. Um, the rain jacket's red because that's what I liked for his color. Gypsy, I like blue. I don't know what Poodle's going to have. So, you know, I'm <coughs> sure I'll be buying more stuff. <coughs> Zoe, leave him alone. She's just over in front of Era barking at him to get him to move. Because she wanted the place board, So she went over, she stood in front of him and just barked at him. He moved, she get, and Rue got on it, and she got Rue off of it, and now she's on it. That's her. whoops. Okay. My Jagger loves his core cooler and vest from Roughwear. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Oh uh, yeah. Hold on. Just spilled my water here and it spilled on top of my vet paperwork. Um, so I like having an intact service dog. Like it's healthy for him. Like I don't have any problems. Life vests. Oh, there you go. Thank you, Teresa. I also get my life vest from Roughwear. Um, I keep telling Rich I want to put a pool in and he, we haven't put a pool in yet, but I'm getting a puppy. So I'm like pool over puppy, you know, puppy wins. Um, my last one got to a point and just didn't want to learn. That does happen, Michelle. Um, like Zoe, I don't work on new stuff with her. She's like 13 years old now. We've had her for 10 years and she was an adult when we got her. So she might be older. Um, she knows her tricks. She is a trick dog champion. She has her CGCs. Her favorite trick is spin and all done, which is lie down and put your head down like you're sad. Except her tail was always wagging, so it was never sad. Um, and she just she she's good. Uh, Maddie says, "Are there any behaviors you would say instantly wash a dog, or are there problem behavior or are many problem behaviors able to be worked with depending on the individual and their lifestyle?" Maddie, that is like the best question tonight. I think that like gets a, a gold star right there, uh, because it's that's a, a big question. Aggression, I would say, nope. Um, Some of it can be managed. So if your dog's like barking at the leash to go say hi versus your dog's trying to kill you and other people. I know it varies, but what was the typical age to retire a larger breed dog? And we just put a pool in great for the labs in the summer heat in Georgia here. Claire, we might have to come up and visit you at some point. (laughs) Um, So behaviors can instantly wash. Like I would say aggression stuff, Nervous, fearful behaviors, um, really bad separation anxiety, where the dogs just you know having a fit to get out, we want service dogs to be calm, we want them to be cool, we want them to be collected, we don't want them to have issues, so those are the big ones so we do e here at the ranch and i'm going to give you guys some of my secrets here we do we call them discovery sessions, so we meet up with people either here at the ranch or we get together at one of the local restaurants um, and we meet up with people who think that they'd like to have their dog be their service dog. And if the dog's already in training as a service dog, we can meet inside the restaurants. If not, we meet outside the restaurants. But I just want to see how the dog is out in public. Now, if the dog's pulling, if the dog's jumping, um, if the dog doesn't want to listen, to a degree, those are all workable. But I can't change genetics, okay? Case in point here, I have two kittens. They're both, we got them at three weeks old because they were found and da-da-da-da. like, I didn't buy three week old kittens to have three week old kittens. Like they were found on the street. So three weeks old, it's a brother and a sister. One of them is a whacker and one of them is a scamper. Now, if you guys know me from online, you know that there's two types of cats, the whackers who the dogs come to them and they're like, and the scampers who they see a dog and they take off the other way. And usually with prey, prey dogs, you know, dogs who have prey drive, they chase the scampers and the whackers, they leave them alone. So then if you're looking for a cat you and you have a dog, you want a whacker, you don't want a scamper. Okay. It's like my cat training stuff, right? I've had the cat, the cats have been doing the same thing with me since they were three weeks old. One's a whacker, one's a scamper. They're both not whackers. They both should be whackers. They've lived with dogs since they were three weeks old. You know, genetics is huge. Um, genetics I can't change. I can't get in there and tweak that genetic code. So whenever we do the emails, the discovery sessions, right? And the dog comes out and the dog's like, you know, like scared of the world. Or the dog comes out and he's like, or the dog comes out and like you go to say, Honey, he's all over himself. Um, Those are things that if you can train it, it's going to be a while. Now, sometimes whenever I talk to people, they're already using that dog as their service dog. this dog is not service dog material. Like sometimes it'll tell me that, you know, the dog's totally different with the vest on, the dog totally knows whenever he's supposed to be working, but still that's not service dog material. So that dog is really going to need an intensive and I'm willing to work with them with the understanding that I can't guarantee, I mean, first, if it's like serious aggression, I won't, but if it's like nervous fearfulness, um, you know, but this dog might not cut it. You know, like enrolling in our service dog program does not guarantee you a service dog. You have to do the work. Your dog has to pass the the evaluations, but you can also owner train. So you can say like, yep, nope, he's a service dog right now and there's nothing I can do about it. There's no service dog police I can report people to and part of it sucks that way. So what I'm looking for in a puppy, and I'm going to show you this again, is this. I want a puppy who is happy, confident, friendly, people-focused, okay? Look at that. She wants pets. She wants cuddles. Like, this is ideal for what I'm looking for for a service dog, okay? She is not – I don't think she has champions. I don't know if there's champions in the titles or not, Um, whereas Gypsy had champions in her titles. Can you pick her up and bring her? Like, and look at her. What happens whenever she gets picked up? She's super happy. She's super friendly. She's good to go with it, right? Yes. Now, I was also looking at a breeder. Uh, and if you're interested, I will find it and send it to you. But it takes forever to load up these pictures or these videos. And she had videos up of her dogs because she had a male and a female. I didn't know what I wanted. A male's going to you know, usually get bigger, and I kind of wanted that. But a female can make babies, and I kind of wanted that too. So I didn't know which one I wanted. So I was looking at both. And so this male that she had available was very nervous, didn't want to walk on rocks or mulch, was okay in the grass, but was very hesitant on rocks or mulch, and didn't want to walk on that, um, there was a cat there, and he ran from the cat, and I was looking at another poodle of hers, a female, and the female was very happy, confident, you know, walking wherever, um, you know, coming back whenever called, um, you know, playing back and forth with another dog, um, went up to the cat, I was like, hi kitty, You know, and then like just turned and left because didn't care about the cat. Like that dog I liked better. And so I was actually talking to her about that poodle. Um, versus the other dog where, you know, the dog was already afraid and nervous and fearful about different things. So there are some things that I look for that if they have it, I'm good to go. Um, you know, Albus when he first came out, he's the chocolate lab we have in now, he uh He's he's like a normal chocolate lab. Like he was happy and go lucky, and you know like he's a little bit of a screamer. You know he didn't want to go on place. He wanted ah you're killing me. We're not killing you. Knock it off. Um, so you know he just needs that. You know like this good and he's been great so far. He hasn't you know it's been about a week since he had a screaming fit about anything. Um, so you know that. Um, but yeah, that's are there any behaviors instantly wash a dog or problem behaviors able to be worked with? Um, Gypsy barked at somebody like another dog because he wouldn't come over and say hi. That's fine. Like, I'll work with that. Um, i trying to think of some of the other dogs that we've had come in. But usually, guys, if you if you get the dog that's people-focused, friendly, fine, exploring new things, you're going to be in much better shape than, like, the dog who's cowering in the corner who doesn't want anybody to come say hello, who pees himself, who growls and barks at other dogs. Like, that's not a dog who's going to be a service dog, no matter how much training you go through. Um, and, I mean, really, richer I could take almost any dog to Disney and walk them and like an aggressive dog once we've rehabbed them. And he's going to be fine and look great, but that's not who should be a service dog, you know, because accidents happen. That's what they're called accidents. So next question, sorry, uh, back to this one. Kristen says, and I know I'm a few questions behind now guys. So give me a second here. I know it varies, but what would you say is a typical age to retire a larger breed dog? So arrow, let's see, he just turned six. That means he was five last year when we were looking for gypsy it was about this time when we started looking Um, because I know it takes two years to train up, you know, two years before her joints close, and she could be a mobility dog. So at that time, if he was five and we got him, then it'd be about seven years old. And like, he's starting to slow down. Like it's hard to believe that he's starting to slow down, but he is. So like, you need to look in the future. And this is one too, where Rich was hesitant over getting another female whenever we have, we have four dogs now. We're going to have five dogs at the ranch here. I also have five acres, right? Like the house is pretty like decent sized to have all these dogs plus the boot campers. But there's only so much time in a day, but we need to look towards the future as well. And like I said, I can't go without a service dog. I'd like to have a service dog and a backup service dog on hand, especially since we're going to be breeding the girls. I need to have a dog if they're both in heat at the same time or they're both having puppies at the same time. I'm going to need to have a dog who I can use as a service dog. So Aero is going to be able to work for a good long time. Um, if there's any arthritis, he'd retire sooner. But, you know, like maybe he could still do the movies with us. And, you know, because we're just going up to the movies and chilling out during the movies. Um, but he can't do Disney. Um, I also, one of our one of my clients, love her. She is undergoing some serious medical issues right now. And her dog is going to have to be washed because he has, he just developed like all of a sudden these serious issues. So she's an alert because she needs a dog for the, for the stuff, but she doesn't have a dog. She doesn't have a backup dog. So we're working on getting her uh, a dog to train up as her backup dog. So I love having a backup dog. So if something happens, um, like Rue last year went to um, Utah with me and a friend, I had arrow and then she didn't bring her service dog. She left her service dog here and brought Rue instead um, because you know, we had traveled with Rue already and it was just it was a better choice at the time. So, you know, being able to do that is nice um because you never know when things can happen and they have to be retired. Um and sometimes like Era was out of commission for like two weeks, three weeks, um, because he hurt his leg. You know, gypsy was out, just out of commission for three weeks because of the heat. And before then, like a week because of the hot spot that she had. So, you know, like things always come up. Um Claire about the pool. Okay. Yep. How do you pick a puppy for service dog training? I have a breeder in mind. Can you all help in that picking process? Yes, Samantha. Does the breeder put up videos of the puppies? Um, For Gypsy, I knew I wanted a girl. So there were two litters born at the same time. Um, Mom and daughter to the same male. So like, I really didn't care which one we got. Um, But out of the 14 puppies, there are only four females. So I went similar with this. I went with a puppy who was people focused, who would bring me things, you know, I'd drop a leaf and she'd bring it to me. Um, she came to me whenever I'd go, pop, pop, I want people focused, guys. You need to have people focused. Um, I want a dog who is happy. I want a dog who is confident. Um, two of the puppies that we were looking at went and, like hid behind a shed. I didn't want that. Um, another one like snuck out of the gate and ignored us and went walking down the path. I don't want that. I want people focused. People focused confident, happy dogs. And I can look at a video. I mean I was looking guys at 30 second video clips and yes or knowing them for service dog work. So if you can get me like the dog walking um on different terrain, you know, grass, pavement, stones, mulch, um, a dog with people, a dog with people trying to interact. Um you know, that, that like that the poodle video that I've shown you, I've showed it twice, so if you didn't see it, you know, go back whenever this, when we're over and this goes live and watch it and see that and see like this is what I'm looking for. And Samantha, too, if you want, like I said, I'm, I'm happy to look at breeder videos for you and tell you yes or no. Um, <clears throat> and if you want to private message me, I will send you the dog. Um, it's going to be on that breeder's site of what I didn't go for because, with that one male because that one male was skittish. And see if you can figure out what I saw because there's things I'm good at seeing, there's things I'm not good at seeing. Um, I still am working on gait analysis stuff, and I need to um, actually talk to Dr. Erica about that a little bit more. I just interviewed her for the podcast, so that'll be up in a few weeks. But um, the gait stuff, when they're limping, like, I don't know what leg they're limping on. Like down on sound, yep, I know that. So like their head's down on the good leg, right? And then up, because it's trying to to help. I still... I have to like record it and play it back in slow motion. I'm not going to gain analysis stuff, or I can tell you that dogs walking funny. I don't know why the dogs walking funny until I review that video, but I could look at a video of puppies and say, yeah, I think this would be a good one for service dog work. And I think this one wouldn't be. Um, Nicole says I had to wash my dog last, last dog for noise sensitivity in public when I tried to work on for over a year and ended up washing him. Yeah, so I have people a lot who I hear about. Actually, I don't work with them because they hadn't come to me. you know, things can happen and what are you gonna do about it? So there's a crucial socialization window between four and fourteen weeks old. How old did I tell you my poodle is? Three months old. That's twelve weeks old. So I have two weeks when we get this poodle to expose her to everything that I can before that socialization window closes. Okay? And we're gonna we're gonna get that puppy to Disney a few times. We're gonna go at night sometimes well, we're going at night because it's wicked hot during the daytime We're going to go at night to see the fireworks. Um, We're going to have a bunch of food for her. We're going to play with her while the fireworks are going on. We're going to expose her to a bunch of people. So we're going to definitely be doing Magic Kingdom, which is usually what I reserve for the dogs because it is so zany with everything going on. Um, We're going to do some rides. We're probably going to do the train. You know, I want to get her exposed in this coming Sunday, those two weeks to as much as I can in that time, because it makes it a lot easier in the future. And then they go through fear periods. And like Gypsy went through one where she was like, oh my gosh, one time. I'm like, oh, fear period here. So we work through it. I watch what I expose her to during that time. Um, I'm not going to say, oh, no training until this is over, like I did with her heat. Um, we just, you watch it and help them work through it. But sometimes you do need to wash it like Nicole did here. You know, she's a professional and she tried to work with them and ended up washing them. Um, Zoe, the one who was barking because she wanted to get Arrow off the placeboard. Um, I had to wash her out because she had health issues. Jedi, my German shepherd who passed away last year, I had to wash her out because of temperament issues. You learn and you grow and you don't make that mistake again, hopefully. Um, but Jedi just didn't have the temperament to be a service dog. And when we got her, she was cowering underneath the table. She was the worst one in the litter. Of course she doesn't have the temperament to do it. But I was young and naive and you know, you could train any dog, right? Like, you can train up any dog to do anything, right? No. But this is what you hear, uh, especially in the rescue community. When they found out I was getting gypsy from a <gasps> breeder, they were floored. I had someone saying you should be able to pull any dog from the shelter and train him up to be your service dog. No. Genetics, guys, there's three three aspects. There's genetics, which I can't do anything about, right? There's early environment, which three months, right? I can't do anything about those last three months. And there's current environment. Current environment, I can change. But if you're dealing, I love all the love and thanks guys. If you're dealing with a dog who has behavior issues, like there's only so much you can tweak it. I can't make that dog and switch him over to here, right? I can't make the dog and help him out a little bit maybe so he's not as reactive, but there's still going to be some management involved there. Um. So I can't take any dog and make him and do it. But whenever I went to get hit, her evaluated, it was a group up in Jacksonville at the time. So I drove two hours to Jacksonville to get my uh, German Shepherd evaluated. And they just said, no. I said, why? And they couldn't tell me why. Not, well, she's fearful. Not because you noticed that she did this. Well, because of that. They just said, no. I'm like, Really? Like, tell me why. And then they just ignored me the rest of the time I was there. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I don't do that. So if I tell somebody no, I'll point out exactly why. And like I said, it's rare that I have to say no. Um, but we've had a few dogs where I'm like, look, you know, your dog's aggressive. He's going after people. Or your dog's super fearful. And, you know, you see how he's cowering here? That's not what I want to see in a service dog. It can't happen in a service dog. Um, so Maddie says, my service dog right now is a Chihuahua and he loves his job, but he doesn't like the car. He's scared of thunderstorms and he has some separation anxiety, but he does great and he works beautifully and we've gotten lots of compliments, <laughs> but in the future, I'm definitely paying more attention to temperament and genetics going to get a lab. Yeah. Lab poodle golden. Maddie, how old is your Chihuahua right now? Um, there's some stuff we can do to help with the car and thunderstorms um, and separation anxiety. I actually love my holistic approach and I'll use essential oils with that stuff. Um, you know, depending on how he is, um, you might want to try, I don't know if you're creating him in the car right now. Um, I like to create the dogs in the car in the beginning and it, the chihuahua, you know, it's like a small cat carrier. Um, and maybe if he doesn't see he'd do better. Um, but there's some essential oils that help out with that, um, with thunderstorm stuff as well. Um, none of my dogs have thunderphobia. you know, which is really nice because I don't like thunder phobia. Um, and we get rid of that by, and I mean, Florida, we get boomers every afternoon, usually in the summertime. So we get over that with, um, we laugh about it. You know, we'll throw a party now. Boo, my Siberian Husky, years and years ago, she did not like them, So she just going and high. And I'm like, I'm going high. Fireworks or thunder boomers. She, she don't like either of them. Um, Health tested parents, Nicole asked. Yes, I like health tested parents. However, I was learning this with the Poodle stuff as I was looking into it, Nicole, there's a bunch of health tests and then there's genetic variety. So you have to watch health testing. Once. I know with um, the Goldens, a lot of them are like, oh, we get this, 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 this testing. Um, so yes, um, actually the grandparents of the puppy that we're getting our health tested, Gypsy's parents were health tested because it, it ups your odds. Um, so, so we'll see how everything goes. I've also worked with dogs who weren't health tested and they're fine. I worked with dogs who were health tested and they're, you know, genetic wrecks. So I do tell people to hedge your bets and go with health tested parents, um, and make sure. So I've also had people tell me like, I went to go get this dog and like, this one was like Jedi was cowering underneath the table or the mom was aggressive and wouldn't let the dogs, let them near the dogs or the dad was out back and he was trying to kill them and they still got a puppy. I'm like, don't do that. Um, Terry says, noise sensitivity, clicks it, CD on Amazon, ones from England, so not prime. Debbie Watson, do Redmark Labs, uses it for every, uh, Redmark Lab uses it for every litter. Yes. So we also have, let me see if I can find it on my phone here. Um, I have a sound thing for the dogs. Oh, Compet desensitizing um, sounds for animals. So you see that little doggie right there, Compet i got that and what it is it's on my phone right so like it's right there it has here's fireworks okay so we sometimes listen to in the car right fireworks with crowd sounds so i like this i also tell people to um and that's almost five minutes of fireworks with crowd sounds so what, what do you do then? You put it on um, before you do a play session with your dog, right? You put it on before you feed your dog and make feeding long and fun. You know, so like do a couple kibbles at a time. Don't do like the whole kibble bowl at once. Um, but make it super fun. Laugh it off. That is my biggest tip. Um, if your dog has any sorts of um, anxiety like that is, uh, and I'll do this and people think I'm, I'm sure they think I'm crazy, but that's okay because I kind of am. Uh, we're out at Disney, right? A firework goes off out of nowhere because sometimes they do that if the dog does anything or sometimes even when they don't do anything, ah, did you see that? That's so funny. And it works. It works. The dog's like, Oh, okay. She doesn't care about it. It's not a not worry. I'm not going to worry about it. Um, Oh, comes from England. Okay. Uh, Kristen says my dog is six and he's amazing, but I worry about getting another mostly because I have a Fox that's so jealous. Like a real Fox, Kristen. Like a fox, fox, like a um, silver fox, experiment fox type of thing. Um, it's difficult with him. Maloodles. No, no, no. That's why Eris getting neutered. So, oh, I didn't, if I didn't tell you. Yeah, Eris getting neutered right before the Fourth of July, <laughs> because I don't want Malagoldens or Maladoodles. Um, that's why I'm training two for myself right now, Nicole. Yeah, yeah, it works up. Service dog name idea. Backup. All right. Um, Ellen's here. Hi. Um, you can't have a backup dog in your tiny apartment. And that happens sometimes, um, that you can't, sometimes, you know, depending on what you need, um, and this is hard and my husband doesn't get this. Sometimes it's better to rehome if you need to. So, you know, get the dog, get them trained up and rehome your old one. I actually worked with somebody who she had to rehome her last dog because she could only have one dog and the old dog just wasn't cutting it. So she went and she got a dog, um, my breed recommendation and like the dog was fantastic and she's so thrilled and this dog is doing amazing. And, you know, sometimes you need to, um, you know, when they get older, you know, they can have a nice retirement, but if they're with you, they're going to work all the time. And Michelle, I'm not saying this is your case and you should get rid of your dog, but you know, it's something that we need to think about as the dogs do get older. So Era will have a home here with us. Um, because I can take him out but if he got to the point where he couldn't work and he was like no I must work <sighs> you know like I love my dog so I have to do what's best for my dog and not be selfish on my part so I keep telling Rich we need to find a new home for Rue because he'd be happier with not having any other dogs but he's like no who's gonna hurt our cows I love Rue and Rue's awesome Rue also likes to be only dog Okay, Claire says, my girl that passed away at age five. Oh, I am so sorry to hear about that, Claire. Too like, holy cow, age five—that was it. That's not—that's not fair. She was a great mom with a wonderful temperament. She produced a lot of wonderful prospects. The daughter of hers that I kept is not good service dog prospect, but her son is. So I'm going to start working him. He's people focused, friendly, laid back, not afraid of anything, and super motivated. So sometimes it skips a generation. It does. Well, that's my goal when we start breeding: is to breed the poodles and to breed the goldens for service dogs. So I already know a couple of the dogs I'm going to use as baby daddy. um, Because I'm, I'm, I want to breed for that. I know not every dog is going to be service dog material. Um, So that's where we'll get some pet dogs, you know, that we'll be able to place and uh, possibly get some service dogs that we'll hold back and work with on our own and sell them as pre-started because we always have people who need a, a dog, but they don't want to deal with the puppy stuff, you know, so we can get them started with all that, but that's going to cost more. Um, Samantha says, sounds great. Thank you. I'll definitely message you. Awesome. Maddie says, yeah, I just do the best I can with mine. If it was too much for him, though, and he hated working on Walshmount Learning, definitely for the future, though. Yep. And you know what, Maddie? It's really good that, and, and all of you guys, it's really good to have a dog that you can kind of experiment on and, and work with, right? So Arrow was the first one that we actually did, like, Malinwa tug, right? And the drop it and the leave it and everything else. And he's nuts about it. So with Rue, we taught him a really good out right away because I was not going through that again. Um, So, you know, what you learn on one dog, then you're going to perfect on the next dog. And Maddie says he's seven, he cries a lot in the car. The only thing that works is the e-collar in the crate. Yeah, yeah, seven in August, yeah. that's. Um, Criticine says fear can escalate to biting. Also, I had so many kids grab my dog too just today while checking in to have my labs done at the hospital. They reached out and grabbed my dog by the butt. Yeah people are weird, but yeah, that's one of the things too, Kristen, totally. So we're responsible. So if a kid grabs my dog's fur and pulls it, right. And my dog turns around and bites them. Who do you think is going to get in trouble for that one? Me, my dog, my dog has to be bomb proof, which is why I like golden. So I'm going to tell you whenever Rich, Rich and I got married, like 20 and a half years ago, right? Like we've been married forever. And one of my cousins came to my wedding. And she stayed at the house with us, and we didn't know this till afterwards. But we had a golden retriever at the time. Her name was Maddie, and the kid was like two years old. And he would dive bomb from the couch onto the dog. He also, because we got married December thirteenth, so it was right around Christmas time. Everything was Christmas decorated, um, because we had everyone coming up to the house for the wedding. So we had candy canes, and he'd get a candy cane and he'd put it on the dog's fur and rip it off. But the mom doesn't tell us this until we until she was home, until like weeks after the whole incident had happened. And we're like, you let your kid do what to the dog? And we're saying, holy cow, you know, so glad that it was Maddie the Golden who this happened to because if it would have been our other dog, the kid would have had his face bit off, right? That's why I like Goldens and Service Dogs. You can do anything to them and they're going to give you kisses. Um, you know, with Arrow, he is awesome out in public. I do I am proactive because he is a Malinois. I don't want anything to happen. I don't want, um, you know, a kid to grab him by the fur and step on him, um, step on his tail or kick him and have anything happen. I don't, uh, he wouldn't do anything, but it's just the whole idea that it's in the back of your head. Um, so one of the things that we work on is having other people come up and pet your dog and then focused on you people coming up and stepping on your dog's tail um, people coming up and distracting or poking at your dog, and they have to totally ignore them and focus on you. Um, Maddie says, same in Tennessee, lots of thunderstorms. Bonnie says, too many people believe health testing is gospel. I've actually had several dogs fail health testing after coming from long lines at Clear parents. You know what, Bonnie? I've also had, because I have a friend who, um, she's in the show world, and Baxter, right? So she's great, and that she was telling me that too, that she's heard of some who they'll they'll fail, with this vet, but with this vet, they'll pass it because this vet can get a better x-ray. And then I've also, because again, I've been looking into this. I, I don't know too much about breeding. So maybe maybe people can help me out with that too, whenever it's time. But um, like they're going to help me out with the grooming of the poodle. Um, for the health testing, right? For the poodles, it was saying like you're breeding, you're getting tighter and tighter hips. But what's going to be the change in that? Well, if you get tighter hips, my guess is the the angulation is going to change up you know think of the, the German shepherds right so the angulation changes up and then that's going to put on due stresses here and there and you know as long as the dog's not like whenever they're walking so so there's a lot that I don't know about that I need to um, Gypsy we might get her prelims done in August debating um, because she'll be a year old in August um, Terry says compact Kristen is a red fox. I rescue foxes, Kristen. That is the coolest thing. Oh my gosh! I heard about the silver fox experiment years ago, and since I'm like, oh my god, we totally need a pet fox. Like, how cute would that be? But that's so neat that you have that you rescue foxes. Oh my gosh! Is competent app? It doesn't come up on my phone. I'm um, check the music. Like you're buying music. i um, Terry, because that's um, it's like an album. And let me know if you can't find it. I'll I'll get you more info. But but try it that way. Um, they have the signs for ComPet on YouTube. If not, you can find like you can search I'm sure for fireworks and find a bunch. What about a vasectomy? I'm planning one for Rio. So that's not going to get rid of the testosterone and stuff. Um, again, arrow six, I, I'm fine with it. Um, he can remove them. He can be a bit of a jerk at times, you know, like he likes the girls. There's a reason why gypsy and poodle are girls and it's not because they can make babies. It's because he's better with the girls than with the boys. Um, so when we take him out in a service dog group and there's other intact males there, he's like, leave me alone. I don't care about you. And if there's girls, he's like, Hey girl, even if they're not in heat he's still like, or if they're spayed, he's like, I like you. And he likes the intact ones more. Um, so yeah, if I'm not doing a vasectomy, they're going to go snip snip and, um, bye bye. <laughs> and then I want to see too, if that changes his behavior at all. Um, or if it makes him sluggish, ha 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 ha. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, Michelle says, Oh no, I've only had to rehome a few dogs in all of her 16 months. So I still have time to see. Um, yeah. Do you, are you, you're in our Facebook group, right? So we do have our Facebook group. It's called how to train your service dog. Um, and it's on Facebook. If you guys aren't a member of that yet, join up be a member. Cause guess what our next thing is going to be? The retrieval uh, course on how to teach your dog to retrieve. Um, we're going to do it with Albus here and probably do it with Poodle. Um, you know, whenever we get poodle, uh, because retrieval is huge. And then after that, I think we're going to do focus heel. So I've got like my little, what do you guys want? So if you guys haven't voted yet, but it's like kind of neck and neck, but the um, retrieval has just a few more votes. So I think we're going to start with retrievals. Um, but yeah, 16 months old, you still have plenty of time. Um, you know, that's not a problem. Michelle, um, Samantha says a few kids at Disney grabbed Jagger's tail and he ignored it is he loves kids my husband was real quick to talk to the parents so Samantha here's a fun one right we're in line one time <coughs> they used to have the animator studio um, over where the um, Star Wars launch Bay is now was the animator studio right so uh, Rich and Luke were doing a ride and arrow and I were over in there because I love to go in there and draw like I wanted to be an animator for Disney growing up so We're standing in line there, and there's this kid who keeps trying to pet Arrow. And I said, no, no, honey, like, leave him alone. He's working. And the parent's like, why can't he pet your dog? I'm like, because he's working. Like, I'm thinking, like, why would you want your kid to pet my mal-in-law? Like, have you seen him? Um, Well, he should be able to pet him. And then the kid starts crying. And look what you did you're what, what's your dog do for you? You're fat. I bet your, your dog, you eat the desserts that your dog's supposed to have. And that's why he's your service dog. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. And, uh, and she just started to get very rude and belligerent and I'm stuck in line and she's stuck right behind me and I'm not letting her kid touch my dog at this point. So there's a guy. Don't worry about the 50 people that were also waiting. Um, uh, Pretty much made, made Took a very good note that this lady was a mean, rude person. So when I showed up like 20 minutes later, uh, uh, they they all told me how how mean and rude and nasty this horrible other person was. So so it works out. So uh, what happened was a guy like 10 people in front of us said, you know came back to me and he says, ma'am, would you please join our party? Um, we'd be honored if you join our party. So arrow and I went up there and she's still 10 people back from me yelling and complaining. So you need to advocate for your dog, even if it causes you embarrassment out in public. So yeah, that's happened to us. And I was kind of annoyed that the cast member didn't do anything because he should have, And he saw what was going on. There was a cast member there, but you know, he's also a kid. And what's he going to do whenever two adults are arguing over something, but he should have come and said, you know, either man with the service dog, come join me and put me to the front of the line to get away from crazy or, um, Taken crazy and, and removed her from the situation, but it's also the happiest place on earth. So but everyone should feel heartened. Should feel like better that to know that there's like 50 people that are good for everyone that's evil. Oh, there are so many amazing people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you know Disney people are bad. I'm saying that you know that was one really bad thing that happened. That was like probably one of the worst, and it was very embarrassing. Very embarrassing. Um, But yeah, you know, what are you gonna do about it? I wanted to draw. <laughs> Um, Michelle said, you dog doesn't have a tail to worry about. Makes it easier. And, uh, Terry says, I've heard pen hip is more accurate than OFA. I've heard pen hip is better. So many people like OFA that that's what they do, even though it's more subjective and that pen hip is kind of based on like the bell curve type of thing. So like people don't like pen hip. And I think it's kind of six of one, a half dozen of the other. And I'd like to do both, but I was talked out of doing pen hip with Gypsy because I was going to do her at four months old. And they're like, do it later, do it later. Um, so she doesn't have anything yet. Um, right now I'm not concerned. You know, I am concerned. I always worry about it. Um, Arrow has his health testing. He has good hips and we did him at like four years old. So most of the time people do it like right when they turn two. Um, Stephanie said with you being, but I honestly, I don't know enough about OFA and pen hip to make that, that decision just from like what I've heard. Then there are some breeders who, you know, OFA, OFA, OFA you know, do both maybe, um, with you being the owner of a Malinois, is it a breed that you recommend? And if not, why are you, are certain breeds harder to break the urge to protect the owner? Stephanie, you got it right on the nose there. I never, ever, ever recommend a Malinois as a service dog. If you're going to be crazy enough (laughs) to have a Malinois as a service dog, I tell you, you need to be a professional trainer and understand that you need to do bite work with the dog on a tug. Like you need to give that dog the outlet somewhere. Um, so I don't like Malin was a service dogs, And whenever we were looking now I've worked with Great Danes who are fantastic. With my height, I should have got a Great Dane. I didn't want to get a Great Dane because they have, what, like a six-year lifespan. So it's two years of training, two years of working, and two years of retirement. And I didn't want to do that. Um, I also didn't want, you know, the, the giantness of it. Um, and they're they're guardy a lot of the time. you know the the great Danes are Guardy. governments um, can be gr- guardy, um, mastiffs are guardy. Malin was, yeah, and they like to bite. like I said like it's fun. Like get it. Let's see if you can get it before me. I dare you. So I don't recommend a Mal, which is one of the reasons why we got the golden. I'm going to knock this over again. I tell you, man, it's the Italian in me. Um, That's the reason, one of the reasons why we got the golden is because she's one. I'm like, anyone like you want a dog, get a golden. Like there's so much fun. Same with a lab, get a lab, poodle, hopefully get a poodle. Um, You know, and by having them, it's not only going to be, no, you, you want this. It's going to be here. Contact me and you can have one of her puppies. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, certain breeds are harder to protect the, to break the urge to protect the owner. Most definitely. Bonnie says that's true about the OFA and the pen hip because they use different um, angle shots, different shots and different angles. Um, Claire says (coughs) non-age their behavior. Um, (laughs) I don't know what that says. Yay for the retrieval. Good, 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 good. Maddie says she made a kid cry too. Little girl got upset that she's going to pet my puppy. He's a chihuahua, so he's always a puppy. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. some people, yeah, Kristen says, well, so rude. Someone went off on me because I didn't, I couldn't possibly be disabled and I needed to give my dog to someone who really needed him. Oh my gosh, Kristen. Oh my gosh, I get a lot like, that's so nice that you're training him for somebody. And I'm like, no, nah, this one's mine, but we do train him. Here's my card. <laughs> Samantha says, two days into our Disney trip, a brother of my parents, a brother of my parents, okay, asked to pet, uh, Jagger and I responded with, "Can I pet your kid?" And she looked at me crazy and walked off. Right? Oh my gosh, I get that. Well, you're supposed to ask. No, you're not supposed to ask. You're supposed to ignore. You know. And then we had this one happen the other day. I'm giving him air pets because I know I'm not supposed to pet him. Okay, like, yeah, you're not supposed to him. You're not supposed to be a weirdo either. Stop it. So. Don't, don't, oh my gosh, with the Air Pets. I couldn't believe it. And it happened at Disney. It was one of the cast members. And I'm like, this, this is unacceptable. Um, You know, and a lot of times I get the, I know I'm not supposed to, but your dogs are just so good. I love it when people compliment my dogs on their behavior, not necessarily on their looks. Go away. Not necessarily on their looks because I can't change their looks. Well, I mean, I'm going to be able to because I have a poodle. But um, I like it, it's dinner time, so everyone's all excited. Um, Yeah, yeah, just compliment on how well behaved my dog is. Compliment me on their shoes. Um, You know, I guess the looks are okay. But um, that's how you're gonna get your way to my heart, is if you tell me how awesome my dog is. Not if you say, can I pet your dog? I know I'm not supposed to. I just shut that door. Sorry. Always advocate for your dog. Yep, Maddie, exactly. You need to, because no one else will. And if your dog is going to help and protect you, you need to help and protect your dog. I got another dog. For the dogs. Can you tell? All right, let's go. You can leave in here if you want to. Okay. Um, Michelle says I'm waiting to Oliver's too to have his done. Yeah. So you can do four months for pen hip. You can do that. Um, it's harder to find pen hip than it is now. There's a, a woman a vet up the road here um, in Wildwood who does, I guess, amazing pen hips. So I think I'm going to contact her when it's time to get. Uh, I'm sorry, listed a great OFAs. Um, if we decide to go that route with Gypsy, which I'm sure we will, but yeah, waiting until two. Um, and then Stephanie says, "Our guard dog breeds just a liability." Honestly, Stephanie, I think they are. I think there's enough Labs and Goldens and Poodles and Doodles out there, like good dogs are Chihuahuas. You know, little um, what else? Cavaliers, King Charles Spaniels. You know, like there's a, a lot of good dogs. And here's one of the things that I, is in my research, right, that I come across and I like it. Cause you know, I have two border collies and one of them doesn't want to be a service dog. He wants to herd cows. So we let him herd cows. That's rude. Um, poodles are ranked second. So border collies are ranked first in smarts and poodles are ranked second in smarts, supposedly, right? But one of the main differences is that a poodle wants to please you or a border collie wants to please himself. I'm like, yeah. I believe that one. Heck yes, I believe that one. Like I see it here. He wants to herd cows. He doesn't want to work for me. He wants to work for him and herd cows and gets what he wants. Whereas like my golden will do anything for me. So I like goldens and labs and poodles as service dogs. Stephanie, they are my favorite. Um, Michelle says that's what I get as well. Um, Smith, says air pets. Oh my God. It was the craziest thing, Smith. I'd never seen that before. Um, Nicole says you can see and obviously walks. So why do you need a service dog, right? I look normal. I'm like, oh gee, thanks. Um, Nicole says I got that from a customer, a jewel. uh uh-huh. um, Michelle says she gets to walk by compliments. That's awesome. My favorite is whenever we got to leave a restaurant, right? Or the movie theater, or whatever, and people are like, I didn't even know there was a dog in here. I'm like, Yeah, you did it. Because my dog's awesome. Kristen says, I requested you join the group. I have to go. It was nice tuning in. Thank you for tuning in, Kristen. Stephanie says, My favorite mark from others is, Oh, honey, you can't pet that dog because that lady is blind. <laughs> oh, she has sunglasses on and a service dog at her side, and she must be blind. Yep. Uh, and Michelle says, I tell them they have to worry more about me than the Rottweiler. <laughs> All right. Um, Claire says, Goldens and Labs are the best. I think so. Um, I've had some people ask me about um, smooth collies, I suppose, are the rough coat collies. Um, We've had a few Rough Coat Collies come in for service dog and for pet dogs. They haven't really impressed me all that much. Um, Smooth Coats, I don't know. I think I've worked with one or two Smooth Coats for pet stuff, but not for service dog stuff. So I don't know how the Smooth Coats are. Um, I like Goldens and Labs and Poodles. Like, there's a lot of them. There's one behind me who's just stinky, rotten, and bad. Um, Nicole says my first service dog was a border collie. I love them, but I needed a bigger dog. So I got the poodle. Otherwise I would probably looked at border collie again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know a few border collies, like we've had a few of them come in for service dog training. Um, you know, and like they work because they, they love to work, but, uh, you know, like I said, like just Rue, like he would much rather herd I'm um, be a service dog. So, you know, I want to get a dog who has the drive to work for me. I want that people focus. And like Rudy did, when we picked him out, I don't know if we have video of him or not when we first got him, but he, um, we did the Volhard test on him and he got what we wanted for diabetic alert. And we picked him, like we know the breeder, like the breeder, that same pairing had done a service dog that she's using for her son for diabetic. So when we were looking for diabetic, that's where we looked at. And so we, we, she did the Volhard, had a friend come out and do the Volhard test and like whatever was perfect for it is like, he was like spot on with it but like he'd much rather do his own thing than do my thing. And I mean, granted, I don't work with him as much as I should because Luke wanted him. And so like, he's kind of Luke's dog, but you know, he also hurts the cows. Um, But I love my labs and my goldens and my poodles. Now, having said that, I've also had aggressive labs and goldens and poodles. And I've had aggressive service dog labs and yeah, goldens, not a ton of poodles, some noodles too, but, um, lunch at my dog, bark and lunge and, you know, carry on and have a fit at my dog. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So, which is what we go back to with the, um, the service dog thing. Like, are they service dog quality or do we have to wash them out? And, um, you know, well, I'm willing to give a lot of dogs the benefit of the doubt and see, you know, because we can do a lot behavior-wise. Like, so I just I can't change that genetic structure. I can't change that genetic code. I can't make that aggressive dog want to be a service dog or want to be a therapy dog. And um, it is too high liability. You know, like we can perform pretty close to miracles, but it doesn't mean that that dog is going to be a service dog. It means that that dog, you know, like might be okay in the house and like not have to be um, put in an outdoor kennel when people come over because he wants to kill them all. <laughs> Nicole, I picked my border collie as a puppy. at that time for a pet? She was most people-oriented, outgoing of her litter. Got lucky with the service dog stuff that we didn't do until she was five, uh, which is when I needed a service dog. She, uh, she's eleven and a half, healthy, and sometimes goes out and works with me, mostly enjoying life while I work. The two younger dogs, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Arrow at the beginning when we got Gypsy, he was like, "What? Why is she going and I'm not?" But, uh as he understood what was going on more, he was like, oh, let him go. I'll stay here in the house in the air conditioning. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, we had to aggressively come after my German shepherd at Disney right outside Tony's and it sent me in a medical episode and my jagger ignored the dog and still did his job. That is fantastic. Samantha. Ours was the one I really remember because we've had little dogs go after, you know, any dog that we have. Cause I go there with a bunch of different dogs. Um, but we had a dog go after ours um, when frozen before it was where it is now. It was like in the back of studios and um, in, in this place. And so we went in there and we were walking just down the aisle because they were going to seat us in the front. So walking down in this lap comes from underneath the chair, barking, growling at my dog. And I'm like, really? It was era. Um Teresa said German Shepherds were popular because the first ones from the military um, who were blinded in the war, most of them had been canine handlers. They used the dogs that were that they were familiar with. Um, such as the story of Buddy, who's the first approved service dogs in the U S. Yes. Um, that's awesome. Uh, Maddie says, how do you help a service dog retire? I feel my current one is going to want to do stuff with me and feel left out when I get my prospect this year. Should my fiance spend more time with him to compensate you can. So for arrow, he was initially Rich's dog, which a lot of people don't know about. He was initially rich 's dog. Because I had Jedi, the German Shepherd and Zoe the Border Collie, and they were ones I had trained up. So when Rich started training with me full time, we'd do group classes. And he'd tell the girls like, you know, come here to demonstrate something. They'd look at me like, Do I have to listen to him? So I'm like, you know, what do you think of getting you a dog? So we looked and we wanted a Malinois. So we I'm like, I want a lazy Malinois, I don't want an insane Mal. So we got Arrow, who had no food drive at the time, or no toy drive at the time. Yeah, we built a monster out of that one. But it was not even a year later, I'm like, you know what, he'd be a really good service dog for me. He has all his basic training, all his advanced training, public access stuff, because we take him out to dog friendly places with us all the time. And, you know, because of everything that we've done, you know, he kind of has some of his task training already. So we worked him and, you know, it was just, it was fantastic. But now that he's retiring out, Rich is working him more. So, like, we'll make sure he he gets playtime outside with us. Um, You know, if I go with Gypsy to the store uh, in the morning, maybe at night, uh, we'll go out to the movies and bring Arrow. And I tell you what, guys, whenever you're dealing with a puppy who doesn't know anything, it is really nice to have that service dog who knows what they're doing. It was really handy for us or say we go to the farmer's market in the morning for training and then at night we're gonna do Disney. Like I can't bring her both places because she's young and she's gonna tie her out and I want training to be fun. So I'll bring one dog in the morning and I'll bring another dog at night. So that's what we'll do is he'll still get stuff um, but he just won't get as much stuff and he kind of knows that she's in training because he sees us training with her. So as I'm doing a lot of stuff with her and training her, maybe I'll have him on place. Or maybe afterwards I'll do something fun just with him and have her in a crate, you know, so he doesn't see her, but we have our office here, and that's where I did a lot of her initial training, um, just because I could shut the door, and it was just her and I, um, but yeah, uh, and having your fiance, like, I think that'd be great, um, if you could, um, you know, to have him spend more time, so Claire says she's got to run too, yeah, I'm glad you got to watch it live too, that's awesome, and, um, remember guys, the public access test and the chart for the, um, the documenting. So, you know, yeah, German Shepherds are great dogs. You know, we've had some out here. We just sent Zion home. Loved Zion. Um, you know, I'm going to miss him. He's a year old male, uh, service dog and he's doing super uh, kind of being a weirdo in one aspect in which he was doing his retrieves amazing. And then he goes home and he's like, retrieve, what retrieve? So, they brought him back, and so we're working that. And, like, we had videos showing him doing it multiple times. So, like, he knows what to do. He's just being weird. And it happens with dogs. You know, they have personality, they're not automatons or robots. Um, but, you know, German Shepherds can be fun. um, it can be a lot of fun. Um, they can also have some medical issues. I know they have, like, the the hip dysplasia, and they'll have some other stuff. Um, we've had a few of them. I've come out, like, Nim came out, and Nim was great. Um, but she has esophagus, I think it is. So, you know, that makes it a little bit harder. Um, personally, like I said, I didn't go with another German Shepherd because of all the fur everywhere. And because I like to promote the Goldens and the Labs and the Poodles. Because I think for most people, for their first dog, especially for their first service dog, a Golden Lab or a Poodle are going to be better choices because, honestly, they're easier dogs, you know. Um, they're easier to handle. Um, they're easier. They get along with other dogs easily. Um, you know, they don't have some of the the stuff that, you know, Dobermans and, uh, German Shepherds and, you know, Great Danes and Mastiffs and Rottweilers and everything else has, um, you know, but again, it's personal opinion. You could be like, no, I love them. They're the best. And that works. Like, I know that some of you guys love those. And like, the, all more power to you. But whenever I was out so many times with, um, with Arrow, and I had people tell me, you know, I want to get one just like him because he's so calm. What breed is he? I'm like, I don't know. He's a mix. I'm not telling you he's a Malinois. Malinois are nuts. You've never had a dog before. You have three kids. Please don't get a Malinois. Um... Or, you know, I'm looking for a service dog and he's really good. I want one like him. No, you don't. What type is he? I don't know. Um, You know, where it's like, it's a golden lab poodle. Oh, yeah, it's golden lab poodle. Like, this is where you can get them. Like, they're great. And that's what you need. Um, Rich is concerned because uh, hopefully no-name puppy will be pretty big. Because, like, again, I need the height. I um, mean, he's like, nobody's going to want a big poodle. I'm like, yeah, they will. We'll create a demand for big poodles, guys. Um, people think my mouse is a German shepherd all the time. Nicole, you know what I get with Arrow? Is he a German shepherd greyhound mix? Yeah. Cause he has that smooth cut like a greyhound and he has a tuck and he's not like, salt. he's like 65 pounds, Arrow is. So yeah. Yeah, Nicole. I know how that goes. And it's fun. Like I love having a Mal in one. We have a puppy in right now, a Mal puppy. Um, he's Apollo. I think he's like five months old and he's super fun. And I'm like, do we really not want to get another mallet while poppy? And I'm like, yeah, we're not getting younger. Like, let's go with a poodle and see how that goes. Which is like I said, why I talked him into getting a poodle, ha ha ha. Anything else, guys? So I've been at this for over an hour and a half with the cough dropping. Uh, so I stopped coughing on you. And uh, I know Rich is feeding the dogs. It's eight o'clock, a little late start. Um, we were working them before the webinar. And then he joined me in the webinar. So anything from you guys. Um, Back to what are the qualifications? You have to have a disability. Disability has to impede your everyday life. Dog has to be trained in obedience. Young living cough drop. You betcha, Terry. I love these. Um, How tall do you expect the poodle to get? Mama was, I think, 23 and dad was 31. So I'm hoping 27 and above. Era's 24, so I'd really like 26 and above. Um, Samantha says, if I choose to do board and train with you in the future, is the best to have obedience done before going to you. Ooh, Samantha, that is a great question. Um, This is what we do with our board and train, Samantha, is we have three different – for the new puppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So – This is what we do for our programs. We have three different programs for our services, for our service dog training program. Okay, three of them. The first one is our online-only course. Now, that is $1,000, well, it's $9.97, or $97 a month for 12 months. And it is just our fully online course. It's our online service dog course. You get our 60 Days to Your Dream Dog. You get our Perfect Potty Training System uh, workshop, and you get our Holistic Dog Series, which is all essential oils and dog stuff and people stuff. But you get all that, so you can start that at any time. You can get it now before you get the puppy. It has some stuff on what you want to look for in a puppy. So that's going to be one of your options. Your next option, um, it has that. It has that online course. It also has personal training sessions with us. Now, if you live near here and you want to do group classes with us, we do group classes, and we also do Disney meetups. So if you don't live here and you're going to do a Disney trip at some point, we will try to get there to meet up with you and work you a little bit there. Um, but you get the unlimited private training sessions. Yeah, unlimited. I didn't freeze up there. Uh, So it's not you get five sessions. It's not that you get 50 sessions. It's not that you get five hours. It's not that you get five months worth. You get them as long as you need them, okay? And if you live close, we do them in person. If you live farther away, we do them in video. Basically like this, if you have um, an iPhone, like this. We do FaceTime. If not, we can do Facebook Messenger. Um, I signed up for Google Hangouts and Skype, even though I've never used them yet, because everyone does Facebook Messenger or FaceTime, which works out really good for me. Now, the cost on that is $3,000. Like I said, it includes the grips, includes the privates, includes the meetups at Disney, and includes that online course. Now, if you take all that, and you add to it our five-week intensive immersion boot camp here at the ranch, the price is 6000 now that's what most people go for. And we get the puppy in for boot camp when the puppy's at least, it's very, very youngest, six months old. Now, I don't want you to wait six months to find, to start training your puppy, nor do I want, hi, Angela, um, nor do I want you to go to other trainers, because this is what happens when you go to other trainers, is this trainer teaches you this way, kind of works for a dog, kind of doesn't. And then you go to another trainer, and this trainer teaches you this way, and then it kind of doesn't work. And then you finally come to me and I have to reteach everything because your dog's been pulling on leash and doesn't understand it. Cause there's things that we teach service dogs that we don't teach pet dogs. And there's things that we teach pet dogs that we don't teach service dogs. For example, if your dog's a mobility dog, okay. I don't teach an auto set. Hi. Yay. Um, if your dog is, you know, it depends on what you need, you know, but you can't have a, a mobility dog auto sit on you. Um, So I like to do the training from the get-go with you. From eight weeks old, then I know you, I know your dog. I know what troubles you're having. I know what our goals are. I know what your dog's been doing, okay? So because I know all that, when your dog comes to me, I know that your dog has his basics or it's going to take like a week to get your dog caught up and refreshed on the basics. to our levels, right? Depending on how much of the homework you've been doing. Um, I know your dog, your dog knows me, even if we've never met in person, your dog knows my voice. I was actually talking to one of my clients today. She was listening to one of the webinars and her dog heard my voice from across the room and came running over to see me because he knows me. So like the dog knows me. So when they come out here, it's a lot easier. So Samantha, all that is into answer your question. If I chose to boarding train with you in the future, is it for your new puppy, is it best to have obedience done before going to you? yes, as long as it's done with me, because it's included, so if you go to other trainers, and you don't come to me until the boot camp, it's, you're going to pay the same as if we've done private training, and ideally, what I like is when you get your new puppy, even beforehand, like, let's talk, let's get a plan engaged, I'll help you pick out the puppy, whenever you get started, like, when you bring that puppy home, or right before you bring the puppy home, we go over how to set your dog up for success, and the very first things you're going to be taught, Um, You have access to that online course where we have a bunch of information on there. You get to, we like to do private weekly sessions. Now, say you're having a problem, you email me, you call me, you text me. Um, I've had people shoot Instagram videos and say, here, check out the video, because this is our first public access outing. Or, my dog's doing something really weird and I think I broke my dog. Can you check this out and see? Sure, I can check that out and see. That's what I'm here for. Um, So that's how we like to stage things. And it's, um, you know, like I said, it's all included. So use it. Please use it. Nicole said, Samantha gave me a thumbs up. Good. Three thumbs up. <laughs> um, Nicole says, do people do privates and groups before the puppy comes for the five-week training? Usually, yeah. Yeah, they'll do private, um, either in-person privates or they'll do the um, the video privates. So we know before the puppy comes in for training. Now, sometimes they don't. Sometimes, bam, that's the first thing that we start with. Um, but like I said, the puppy has to be at least six months old. Six to seven to eight to nine is like a great age to get going. Um, we have a lot coming in at six months old. Um, a few coming in are seven months old or so, or just whenever they happen to get to us and find us. So usually they do privates. Some of them have done some groups. Um, my groups aren't an every week thing. It's maybe twice a month. But then you know, it's wicked hot in the summer, so we haven't been doing them for like the last month or so. Um, so sometimes what we'll do during the privates is we'll go up and we'll go to where we usually go for the privates, and we'll work the dog out around there. What form of payment do we take? Cash, check, credit card, PayPal, the usuals. Um, PayPal does um, okay us for a six-month no interest, and we also do payment plans, so usually what I tell people is you tell me what you can afford, because I'm flexible. Um, I want the Program paid off before the dog goes home from boot camp, though. That's my one requirement because that boot camp is such a big chunk um, that I want it paid off before the dog goes home. But that means if you're getting a puppy and you're like, okay, well, you said six months, well, my dog's six months, but I'm going to send them to you maybe in six months. So then I'd have six months to make the payments. Like, That's fine. I don't care. Um, and what I usually do is then I'll send you a PayPal invoice um, saying that you can make partial payments and then you just go through it. So if you want to do it by check, you can mail me a check or you can do it on there because PayPal accepts checks. Or credit card. Um, people have have dropped off cashier's checks. On people have brought cash. So, so yeah. Is that an answer? Is that good, Nicole? <laughs> I think I got it. The house is quiet now. Okay, so um, that's how our program goes. Our program's wicked awesome, absolutely amazing, and we're always adding new things. I actually have to add, we just finished up a, a focus course on the online program uh, on our Facebook group. So you guys, I want you to watch that because that's going to be coming off in probably about two weeks and it's going to be going up on that online course only. <laughs> um, we're going to be doing the retrievals and then we're going to be doing um, heel work and pivots. Um, is free courses. And there's something, yeah, I think it's retrievals and then focused heel and then pivots, unless I can combine them. Um, what's the first task you should teach a service dog? Ooh, that's a good one. Focus. So, um, focus and sit and name are the first three things that we teach. And um, task wise, it's not really a task. I call it a service dog skill is touch. So, that's usually the first like tasky touch. Um, skilly thing that we teach is touch, because you can do a lot with touch. So we'll do touch with the hand, Um, we'll do touch with a pointer stick, a a target stick. Um, Gary Wilkes has a really nice one that I like. Um, We'll do those. I don't do paw uh, until the dog's six, eight months old, if I can, because if not, what happens is the dog just constantly wants to paw at you constantly, and it really gets aggravating. So I try to hold off on that. Touch by paw, nose, nose, that's a good one. Yeah. Knows. Um, and so we have a way to do it. I might have some up on our YouTube channel. I'm not sure. Um, uh, but since we're internet, you missed the beginning. We're getting a poodle puppy on Sunday as like our poodle puppy and she's three months old. So I'll be shooting a lot of videos with her and putting her up. Oh, and, and yay. And if any of you guys are Insta people, Instagram, message me privately, please. Cause I'm going to set off in just a minute and let me know if you think that she should have her own or if I should just combine everyone under dream dogs. Cause right now we have, um, gypsy and we have, um, dream dogs account. So, um, I don't really want to add a third one. What about bump? Oh, <sighs> bump is in touch the paw to the hand like this. Um, I don't like doing the the paw stuff because the dog gets very paw oriented. Um, and it gets to be annoying to me. So I'll teach it's touch. And what I'll do is when my treats, my hands all treaty, right? I'll put it here, put it right in front and touch. And the dog goes and moves his nose towards it. I don't ever want to bop the dog in the nose. Uh, and then after they do that a little bit, maybe a little bit to the side. So they just have to turn their head, um, to open a door. Yeah. Yeah. You could, um, Gypsy, sometimes I will do a um, a fleecy tug with a carabiner so that she can pull it open that way. Um, and that seems to work out well for her. Um, and then to close it, you know, she'll usually hit it with her head um, because her claws, like she has like these giant massive feet and legs and like she scratches me up. So I, I try to discourage the pawing a lot because I don't wear jeans. I wear shorts. I live in Florida. I wear shorts all year round. Um, so usually we'll do like a like that. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that. It's a bomb. Stephanie says, I was told a dog was a service dog because it was trained in Schutzen. Does that even make sense? I thought it was a sport. It is. And actually Schutzen's now called IPO. Um, so there's, here's the fun thing with the term service dog is it doesn't mean what we think it means. Okay. So the term service dog or assistance dog can be used interchangeably. Um, but they're not the same thing. Okay. So, um, a service dog. A police dog is technically a service dog. A um, a military dog is technically a service dog. Um, they have a service dog title, which makes it really difficult. That's what I'm talking about with bump to with nose open door. Good, 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 good. good. Glad I got it figured out. Thank you, Anjanette. I love you and I love your puppy videos. They are so cute and snuggly. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Yeah, I'd be out there all the time with them on the grass, like snuggling with them all. Um, so that's not a service dog. Now, I was at Michael's once with Arrow, right? My Malinois, right? And somebody's like, she must be important. She has a, uh, what'd she call the dog? She has a protection dog with her. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, no, he's a service dog, but he's not a protection dog. That's not a, so under ADA, Stephanie, the dog would not count because it was trained in Shutsun to be a service dog. Okay. Now the dog could be a service dog who was also trained in Shutsun, but one of his tasks cannot be protection. Like protection cannot be a task like any, like, so like, then there's people who are like, well, you can't ever teach a dog to bite, to do any bite work if he's a service dog. And for that, it all depends. Like I said, Arrow, we do tug. Technically it's bite work. Um, hi Catherine. Uh, but it's not a task. Like, so his task is not to like go bite a bad guy or to like watch out for me. Cause that'd be silly. Um, but yeah, yeah. People are weird about things. Um, you know, like I, I printed up this piece of paper and it says my dog is a service dog. There you go. Like, oh, come on. I so said, do I double ADP? Um, did you see we started clicker training and most are getting sit very quickly. That is fantastic. I did not see that. I'll go back and watch. That's awesome. Now, I love the clicker stuff with the puppies. It is so nice. It is so easy. Um, they get it so quickly. And I love clicker stuff with the trick dogs and with the service dogs. Um, I don't do clicker with my aggressive dogs because like I could throw the clicker in an aggressive dog along with a bag of treats and he's still going to try to kill me. So um, I love it though for for the, like the, the clay that hasn't been molded and shaped and sculpted yet. Um, we do use food with the aggressive ones as in like, you didn't kill me, I'm going to give you some food. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, we do that too. We do the pets and the aggression and the service dogs because, you know, why not? But that's awesome. I'm super glad. And I'm super glad that you're an amazing breeder who is doing this stuff with her puppies, who is getting them outside, who is happily getting these videos, who is working on the sit and the clicker stuff. I think that's super important and a lot of breeders don't do that. And I think they're doing their dogs and their owners a huge disservice by not starting it. You know, I mean, potty training stuff, you know, like having a dog come to you potty trained is huge, Uh, One of my trainers, uh, when she was still my trainer, before she was a veterinarian, she would send her dogs home at 10 weeks old. They were Dobermans. And they had been coming to puppy classes, puppy socialization classes with us. Um, They were potty trained. They were crate trained. They were walking on a leash. They knew sit. They knew down. Like, I mean, they still needed to work with everything to keep it up. But, like, she had started all this stuff with them. And I'm like, that is fantastic. Um, that always made me so happy. Yes. And potty training too. Yeah. So part of things to ask your breeder, you know, like, what have you done? Like, is a dog allowed to pedittle wherever in the house? Is the dog outside all the time? You don't want that. And actually one of my trainer friends was saying about that, that you get a dog who's never been inside and he's a breeze to house train because he knows he can only poop and pee outside. And I'm like, no, he poops or pees wherever they have to be inside so they can go outside to learn to hold it. Um, and that's where having a doggy door, might not be the best thing for your dog because your dog learns that they don't have to hold it, that they can pee whenever they want to. They just have to go outside. No, they have to learn how to hold it too. You know, like if you take a, a service dog in, you know, Walmart, he can't just go pee it in the aisle because he wants to. Um, you start at leash today. There'll be six weeks tomorrow. That is fantastic. I am super happy to hear that. That is so good. Yay. I'm super proud of you. Um, that's awesome. Super, super duper awesome. Um, and see your next letter. See how I'm kind of like helping you along with this. Your next letter, um, you need to do and document all this stuff and jot it down because people need to know the stuff. Um, they do. Um, it's super awesome. Any other questions since we're closing in on just about two hours here now, guys, this was great. This was super. Um, do you like this time slot? I can make this a every week thing that we get on here that we kind of have a a a thing but we kind of go on tangents too thank you (laughs) um but we kind of go on tangents too to work on it and we can do that if this is a good time slot for you guys um and has a litter of golden retrievers on the ground samantha and they're super wicked cute (laughs) she um she's put up some videos so friend her up on facebook and then you can see the litter and then uh, and the mama and like the whole family looks like they're involved with it, which is totally the way it should be, because um, they're they're nice and it does it takes a family, it takes a village to raise up a service dog. Tancha is my middle name, <laughs> right? <Terry? laughs> and Samantha says, "Aw," and she sure will. Good, good, good. See, making friends on Facebook, um, and it's not the weird, creepy stalker friends. It's the good friends. So um, so no, like I like this. I like how we, we did it tonight. Like I said, PM me, let me know. Um, or if you have a better time, that works. But I think this, um, we had a lot of engagements. Holy cow, we had 183 comments and none of those were mine. So I think that's like the best we've ever done. Yay. I'll see how many people um, as well because I can track that stuff. Uh, the mama is a service dog. Yeah, that's the other thing too. The mama is a service dog. So that's what I love about that litter too, is that we need to, a lot of people say that the service dogs need to be spayed or neutered. Well, you spay or neuter the good dogs, guess what you got left, guys? They're not good dogs. Time slot's great. Perfect. Thank you. And Jeanette. Um, you get not good service dogs. So Gary Wilkes had posted something about, um, the rescue spay and neuter stuff. Like Gary always posts controversial stuff, right? And he was saying about that, that, um, you know, and people were commenting that, you know, all the dogs going home from rescues are spayed and neutered. All the dogs in rescues are spayed and neutered. Where are these other dogs coming from? Well, they're coming from, you know, like the um, commercial breeding places. They're not coming from, you know, Anjanette. They're not coming from us. They're coming from commercial breeding places. You know, the good people who are trying to do it the right way, like Anjanette's doing, like we're going to be doing. Um, Like, you know, I know a few of you guys, we were talking, you know, have bred, um, you know, you, you need that, uh, Claire. You know, like we need we need to stick together, uh, and we need to promote doing it the right way. So, um, one fifty-five in, and I've got to sign off now. I'm gonna go help Rich with the dogs, and uh, two hours with a sore throat. Yeah, I'm done. So, PM me a topic that you want to hear about <coughs> next week. And I'll try to make that happen. But we will be here next week anyway. And like I said, I do like this time slot, so I think this might be. But I'm going to go back and check and see the other time slots too. i um, in topics because we've done a variety of topics, but the service dogs people really enjoy. And um, guess what we're going to have next Tuesday is we're going to have a poodle puppy. So we'll share some stuff with poodle puppy too, okay? But we'd share everything in our group. So our group is called How to Train Your Service Dog. Join our group on Facebook. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. You guys have a great evening, too. Love you.